Turning a patch of earth into a beautiful, colourful display is easy with directbulbs.com. From window boxes to large gardens, we have what you need and can help you plan for what you want. We're a small family business with big customer service values and your satisfaction is our priority. We put your requirements first. And it's not just bulbs for your garden we can help you with. You can even give bulbs as a gift. Find out more and see what we have to offer at directbulbs.com. Wherever you are, whatever time of night or day, you can listen to the only gardening radio show on the planet by visiting www.worldradiogardening.com. You're listening to worldradiogardening.com. We're about to join Ken Crowther at Monet's Garden in Giverny near Paris. Monet Garden in Giverny near Paris. This is where Claude Monet lived, in this never-ending feast for the eyes. It's just the environment one would have imagined for this extraordinary poet of tender light and veiled shapes, for this man who has touched the intangible, expressed the inexpressible, and whose spell over our dreams is the dream that nature so mysteriously enfolds, the dream that so mysteriously permeates the divine light. How did Claude Monet end up in Giverny? Well, he was helping out um, a good friend of him that went bankrupt, Ernest Hochade. Now, Ernest had enormous debts, and Monet uh, accepted him into his house and, and invited Alice, Alice Hochade and her children to spend the summer with them in Vetruil. It was soon after that that he had this extended family because, unfortunately, Camille, who had borne his first child, Michel, had then died unexpectedly from tuberculosis. Alice stayed on to help Monet with his two younger sons and overcome with despair, the financial worries and the responsibility of now providing for eight children, Monet found it impossible to paint. He was looking for a home to settle into and he was on his way to Paris one day on the local train and he passed Giverny and saw an empty pink house. He liked the location and it was a very small, quiet village. This is the house that Claude Monet moved to and in fact it is still pink and it is still covered in climbers and it still has its little old fruit orchard and it still has its little nursery to the side, which is where Monet grew so many of his plants that he put into the garden. Monet did not like plants of variegated foliage in his garden. I must agree, I don't really, although I did spot a few Cuba actually in his garden. Perhaps they've been put in since. However, he did like bicolour flowers, the burgundy cactus dahlias with their gold-tipped petals, pale cream peonies tinged with pink in the centre. He really did prize himself with adding these delightful colours which would allow him to, to paint these beautiful colours and beautiful uh, scenes in paintings that, of course, we have come to love. His son... Michel and stepson Jean-Pierre Hochstead hybridised their own little poppy. It's an exceptionally large clear red flower created from combining the wild strains with a garden variety which they named Monet. Look out for that one. 
There was also an influence of the Japanese. And in fact, we can, we can see that by the introduction of possibly lilies and plants like that and peonies. And this later went on to build, of course, the Japanese bridge across the pond. How did he actually get to achieve growing all the many different plants for the garden? Well, actually, the nursery that's there today was actually the nursery that he grew on many of the small plants in. It was interesting that he wanted colour all year. And if you look back, he had narcissi, start white petals, red ring, golden cup blooms, and they drifted through the lawns where the fruit trees were. Bright yellow winter jasmine cheered up the corners of the flower garden. He had emperor-type daffodils, Dutch tulips, Darwins, and all, of course, giving their different heights, and parrot tulips. In fact, all these many uh, early Dutch flowers were added to this garden to create colour through a long, long period. We had the opportunity of catching up with a couple of students who had been working at the garden and find out what they thought of working in Monet's great garden. You're listening to World Radio Gardening, the only gardening radio station on the planet. Wherever you are in the world, if you have a gardening experience you'd like to share or if you seek advice for your garden, get involved. WorldRadioGardening.com We've been following Ken Crowther around Monet's garden near Paris. We rejoin Ken as he tracks down and speaks to a student from Boston in the US. Here is Ken speaking with Abby. Well, I've at last come to France and to Monet's garden, which I have been promising myself to visit for years. So here I am outside Paris and I've caught up with an American lady called Abby, who's from Boston who's working in the garden. Now, Abby, tell us why you came to Monet's garden. Well, I wanted to combine my study of French and of horticulture. I study horticulture at University, Cornell University in upstate New York, and it just seemed like a great study abroad experience. Um, I talked to Jan in an interview. She's kind of the coordinator of the garden, and she provides us housing and French lessons. It's an easy volunteer experience. So what, what is your, you, you know, did you have a real interest in, because to me, I'm a gardener, mm -hmm. I look at this garden and it just excites me because I love gardening. Right. You're studying horticulture. Mm -hmm. Which aspect of horticulture is your interest? Well, it started because I just like the aesthetics of flowers, but as I got to learn more about flowers, I liked the biology of it, how each plant differs in their photosynthetic properties and um, how you have to use different soil and different methods to care for the plants. So that's what I'm interested in, yeah. So what, in, in the future, what, what do you hope to end up as a profession? Hmm, that's a good question. I wonder that a lot. I think I want to work for a non-governmental organization or a non-profit and teach kids about gardening, maybe urban agriculture. So here you have a giant pliers. A, a, pl a giant pliers. <laughs> now tell us what job are you actually doing at the moment in the garden? Well, I have been deadheading and picking up stray dead leaves and I'm about to cut this lilac. What bush. to deadhead the lilac? Um yes, I am. 
That's the what plan. I call deadheading. Yes. <laughs> now, in, in the garden, I mean, do you get to do many, many jobs? You know, I mean, you, you obviously do weeding. You mm -hmm. said you do deadheading. Mm -hmm. Do you do planting as well? Well, honestly, today's my first day of work, so I haven't yet. They haven't done, let you <laughs> They it. haven't yet. <laughs> but hopefully, it's not really planting season right now. Um, they do that more in the winter mm -hmm. to get ready for the tourists. There's just too many people coming through. It's, logistically, it's hard to plant. Um, but maybe, maybe I'll have other jobs besides deadheading. Looking back on the, the, the path that you're on, which has got colourful iris, many different varieties of iris, and then it has uh, what I call, I don't know what they are, they're a wallflower style, and then we have Icelandic poppies, mm -hmm. we have peonies, roses. What are your favourite flowers amongst these? Good question. I really like the poppies. They stand out. They're... The, just the colour of them is so vibrant. Yeah. They really are. Mm -hmm. So, how long do you actually stay in Monet's Garden? Uh, how many for years? A for a month. Yep, that's it. Uh, and then you'll go back to the United States. That's right. I think that's a fantastic experience. It is. It's and a it's, great opportunity. And I wish you every luck in Thank the future. Thank you. <laughs> Turning a patch of earth into a beautiful, colourful display is easy with directbulbs.com. From window boxes to large gardens, we have what you need and can help you plan for what you want. We're a small family business with big customer service values and your satisfaction is our priority. We put your requirements first. And it's not just bulbs for your garden we can help you with. You can even give bulbs as a gift. Find out more and see what we have to offer at directbulbs.com. You've been listening to Ken Crowther as he enjoys Monet's garden and catches up with some of the people involved in the gardens. He's about to interview a student from Indiana in the US. We rejoin Ken as he speaks with Julianne. Still in Monet's garden, I've caught up with Julie, Julianna? Julie. Ju Julie, we'll Julianne, get him. Julianne. 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 Now you're from uh, Indiana. Indiana. So, okay, you're in Indiana. What makes you want to come to France and to work in Monet's garden then, Julie? Mm. Well, I was in a transitional place in my life and I decided I would love to, the chance to go abroad and France was drawing me. And initially, my love for gardening and flowers is what drew me to Monet's garden. But in the process, I also became so fascinated with Monet himself and his art. It and is fascinating, isn't it? Yes, it's very fascinating. So I've, um, this is my second time here. Mm -hmm. And this experience, this month, um, I've explored more of his, his art, his painting, uh, trying to understand his, um, the way he saw colors, and especially in the water garden with the lilies. Um, along with enjoying being in the garden as well. Is it, is it easy to get a job in Monet's garden or not, or is it difficult? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know for sure, but I think it is quite competitive, I would imagine, uh, as far as working mm. as a gardener here. It is, I can imagine. So you've yes. done well to get back a second time, do you think? Yes, I've been very thankful for that opportunity. To come back. What are your favorite flowers here? Mm. Well, right now the irises are just incredible. Are. Yes, and their smell is amazing. They e each one smells of a different scent, which is um, quite something. 
So I would say at this moment the irises, but it can it continues to change as the flowers and the seasons change. Now you mentioned so. Monet's paintings. Now yes. you know I, I've read a couple of books about Monet and the garden and the mm -hmm. house. Now. To me, you know, I can see what, now I'm visiting the garden, I can see what he was trying to do. It was about creating colour, having mm -hmm. colour through a long period of time. Mm -hmm. You must have read about Monet. Mm -hmm. You've looked at the paintings. Do you feel that the garden still today has the quality that he wanted to achieve those years ago? Mm -hmm. Or do you think it's changed a little? Um, I do think, I think there's some of both qualities there. I think the, the essence of what he created is definitely still here. Um, although as time and time evolves, um, I wouldn't say it's maybe exactly per se, but it's, it is, the, his spirit is here in the colors and the, yeah. um, the patterns of the garden and the flowers that are here are of what he first imagined and dreamed and put in himself. But I suppose, with, as you quite rightly say, with time it has to change. Also, mm -hmm. it is dealing with thousands of visitors, mm -hmm. which is very difficult as well. Right. It must yes. be very difficult for you to get on with your work, really. Yes. People like me interfering right. and talking <laughs> right. to you. Yes. So, <laughs> so you do, you, you're doing weeding, clearing, deadheading. Have you done planting mm -hmm. here as well, or is that left to other gardeners? Most of the gardeners do the planting, or the gardeners do most of the planting, excuse me. Um, last year I did a little bit of planting, which was very exciting. Because they so changed just a few things. They're taking tulip out now, mm -hmm. aren't they, and putting herbaceous plants in. Right. Yes, yeah, so it's been very interesting to be here during the transition times when it's from one big group of flowers and moves on to the next group of flowers and it's, it's quite a process to be a part of. How long are you here now? Just one month is it or longer? I've been here for a month. I have two more weeks. Fantastic. I, yes. What would you like to do when you get home to America? Well, that's a good question. You haven't decided um, no. yet. <laughs> I'm looking for a way to blend my... I work with kids previously, um, but I also have a passion for gardening and art and expression and somehow blending all that together. Well, I wish you I luck in the future. Thank you very much. Wherever you are, whatever time of night or day, you can listen to the only gardening radio show on the planet, by visiting www.worldradiogardening.com You've been listening to Ken Crowther as he enjoys Monet's Garden. You've listened to Ken Crowther interview some of the student volunteers that help maintain the gardens and if you've visited the gardens you will know they're not. it's not just about pretty flowers, it's a whole experience, a carefully orchestrated experience of colours and smells. Ken Crowther explains a little bit more. Now you've heard from a couple of volunteers all the way from America uh, actually looking after the garden. Isn't it fantastic? They have four full-time gardeners and a head gardener, but so much to look after to keep the garden full of colour. They do cheat a bit because they grow plants in containers um, in in the nursery beds and then plant them out. As soon as the tulips are finished, more plants are being put in. But there is a structure of old-fashioned shrub roses which Monet was particularly fond of. He loved their heavy scents, rich colours, deep green foliages. And in fact, he adds those and works those through the herbaceous borders. Below his second-storey bedroom, 20-foot-long trellis, and he grew his favourite rose, one of mine as well, Mermaid. 
Clear yellow single flowers, deep gold centres with delicate stamens. He liked mainly a lot of the single roses. He really did. Of course, there's the Grand Allée Tunnel. This runs from the front gates, so you can look at this from both ends. You can look at this from the gates, looking back to the house. And later on in the summer, there's nasturtiums all over the place with a running through the walkway. It is a 22-foot wide span between 13-foot arches. And the beds are nearly 7-foot wide, and they go up about 24 inches across. Go to the bottom of the garden, where the gates used to run out onto the main road there, and you can see the house beautifully, yes, beautifully, and I mean that, arched way central to this beautiful border. I tell you what, if you haven't been to Monet's garden in Giovanni, you should. And if I can someday see Claude Monet's garden, I feel sure that I shall see something that is not so much a garden of flowers as of colours and tones, less an old-fashioned flower garden than a colour garden, so to speak. One that achieves an effect, not entirely as nature, because it was planted so that only the flowers with matching colours will bloom at the same time, harmonised in an infinite stretch of blue or pink. You're listening to World Radio Gardening, the only gardening radio station on the planet. Wherever you are in the world, if you have a gardening experience you'd like to share, or if you seek advice for your garden, get involved. WorldRadioGardening.com 